I am Plant on the Line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. That uh, series, Studio Works, from the folks at the studios of Key West, continues its uh, program of streaming offerings with a new play called Repair. It's written by Michael Marrero and uh, Julio Trinidad. I'll ask Mr. Marrero, who joins me now, to tell us as much as he'd like about this play, a cinematic and theatrical hybrid filmed in a working garage in Queens, where it's also set. The play stars Leon Addison Brown and Mr. Trinidad, the former playing a character only called Mechanic, while the latter plays Driver. The driver pulls into the shop, and while the mechanic is closing up, he relents and the driver goes in. There's a nor'easter, and the downpour keeps them in the, uh, in the garage, and it's at once foreboding as it is claustrophobic. And then something happens. I'll leave it at that. It's uh, a fantastic piece that you can stream right now online. Check out vimeo.com slash on-demand slash studioworks. It's uh, easy to buy repair on its own or subscribe to the whole season, which includes Alex Silberblatt's The Mon Valley Medium, as well as Unstuck as Fuck and Smithtown. Visit tskw.org for more information. Michael Marrero is a Cuban-American artist, playwright, and filmmaker. His uh, short films Buzz Cut and Riley Was Here have been uh, showcased at over 100 film festivals worldwide. He's written several plays, including ones that have had productions at New York's Guild Hall Center, uh, Repertorio Español, and Havana's Teatro de Santra. Visit MikeMarrero.com for more information. He joined me from Key West, Florida last week. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online program, Michael Marrero. Mr. Marrero, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I was just telling you as we started how much I enjoyed um, Repair. Um, the, the title, um, I, I, at once it seems quite obvious that you know, it takes place in a repair shop. But it, but it takes on a different meaning, doesn't it, throughout the play? And it, and it takes on uh, multiple meanings, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, it was one of those, we started with a working title repair, and then as the play progressed, and then we realized it worked very well from a thematic level as well. So that was kind of a happy accident that, that these two men are both in need of repair in their own emotional lives, as well as, the situation has befallen them that needs to be fixed. Yeah. So it was a it was a great happy accident, and um, yeah, you know, it just felt like it stuck all the way through. We never changed it from the start. Yeah. It it, it and um, the actors that you you uh, have in in the piece, Leon Addison Brown. Uh, let's begin with him. How, how would you describe his character? By the way, he's not named, is he? He's no neither character are named. Yeah. Um, when we wrote the script, we wanted to keep it like an archetype. You know, these are two, you know, two men and driver, mechanic, and we didn't want to personalize it with a name. You know, wanted the story to take on like a broader context. Uh-huh. So we stayed away from naming them specifically. You know, the character that Leon plays, the mechanic, is, you know, an old school uh, mechanic from Corona, Queens. He inherited a garage from his father. You know, his life is routine. His life is the job. His life is being the mechanic. So, you know, he's, everything has fallen away. You know, he's pushed aside personal responsibilities, even aspects of fatherhood in order to take care of this place. And, and right away we see, uh, as, uh, because he's the first character we see as, as the play starts, um, he's, he's playing all these different roles, isn't he? He's, he's playing the, the mechanic, he's playing a dad, um, 
yeah. I, I guess a, a, a spouse or former spouse at, at, at this point. Um, and um, as you said, it's routine. What's happening outside? Uh, it's, outside a, it's a storm of some sort, right? Yeah, in the context of the story, we started as a nor'easter. It's coming down on the boroughs. Uh-huh. You know, because we wanted a way, we knew, you know, it was going to be a one-set location, a two-hander with our two actors, and we wanted a way to keep them there. You know, what, what could keep these men trapped in this situation? So, you know, add that element of nature and these forces that uh, force them to stay, to stay in the garage and deal with the issues at hand. Yeah, so the the routine for for the mechanic is upended uh, as soon as uh, the driver appears. Um, uh, when we see the driver, um, there's a lot of things that that, that go through one's uh, mind as we see what he's going through, and and um, uh, he's he's quite frantic um, um, mechanic, and and I guess the audience at the same time thinks he th- think he's high. Um, he um, seems to come down, though, as he, um, <laughs> I don't know how to put this without giving things away, but as, as he right, sort right, of set, yeah, he sort of settles down. He, he he takes off his clothing as well, you know, pieces of his clothing. Yeah. Um, um, his, his troubles sort of ease, if you will. Is that the right way of putting it? Yeah, that would be the, I mean, we want to start, you know, without, it's hard without giving away some of the <laughs> right. elements of the story. But but basically, you know, he was caught up in a very heightened emotional moment that led him to the garage, that led him to make this decision that the catalyst that starts to play. So he's a little bit out of his mind when he does it. And, you know, all these emotions are coming forth, and then he finally settles and actually realizes what he did. And that's when the reality of the situation starts to seep in. And he starts to slow down and take in, the, oh, crap, I'm now here, you know? And yeah. I think everybody's been in that situation where, you know, you make a rash decision, you're a little bit out of your brain, and you, you do something you shouldn't do, and then all of a sudden reality hits back, and then you're like, oh, man, <laughs> yeah. here I am, and now I have to deal with this. Yeah, there's great tension um, as uh, the, the play begins. You know, we have the weather outside, um, uh, the mechanic is on the phone. Um, he's got somewhere to go. He's got, uh, you know, a problem that he's got to, to address outside um, and that, that he's going to. You know, it's closing up time, and then this car pulls up. Um, and then now that they're stuck in the room with one another, um, there is some tension that's diffused in a, a very dramatic way. Um, yeah. But uh, now it's a different set of... of, of uh, Attentions that they've got to navigate, which is again fascinating because you, you'd think, um, where could this go from here? And boy, does it go somewhere where we. we, we... Uh, it, it took us a long time to figure that out as well. Really? Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. That, that, that was a challenge. It was like, all right, we, we got these characters in this box. Yeah, and, and it, it's so. How, ex- how do we keep them in the box? Yeah, it's so exciting too at the same time because now that, that, that uh, this moment happens, um, it's a different play altogether now. Now that they're they're in this space, um, yeah. it's very confining. It's it's claustrophobic in a way, um, and there's such tension there. Um, building that um, as a playwright, I mean, I know it's a lot of work for an audience. It's very exciting. Was it as you alluded to? Um, it took a long time. Was, was it? Um, 
Well, that was the hardest part to figure out about the Yeah. Well, it must have been frustrating, to, wasn't it? Yeah, it was how to keep them there and how to maintain the tension. And, I mean, we went through so many different drafts. There were drafts that had more humor. Uh-huh. Eventually, through reads and all that, we started cutting away to the bone and realized that its core is a tragedy and really focusing just on these two men and their dynamic. And I think our biggest breakthrough and it's not giving away too much, is that the roles kind of flip Yeah. by the time you hit scene three. Yeah. And then once we figured that out, it was like, all right, that makes it a little bit more interesting. That, you know, it started one way, and now the roles are almost going to flip. And then they almost flip again at the very end. So yeah, but, it, was a, it was a great way to keep the tension going. Yeah, but flipping, I guess, it, 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 and another way to illustrate it is it who you're rooting for, I guess, or, or who uh, you have yeah, sympathy just, towards. And uh, I found myself going back and forth throughout the play. And that, that, that was definitely a goal we had. You know, when we first discussed it, uh, the other, my co-writer, Julio Trinidad, came up with the concept of the story. And then our goal from there, when we first did the, the full outline with the beats, was how can we keep on one-upping it where the audience is like, I agree with him. Then yeah. to find out a, another piece of information is like, oh, no, 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 no. I agree with the other guy now. And then they get another piece of information, like, no, well, I'm back with him. So it to put people in almost, make them question what would they do in that situation, and there's no easy answer. You know, it could be argued either way, you know, especially from a, a parenthood perspective or a fatherhood perspective. It, yeah. it really can, and, you know, everybody's going to come back with, oh, I would have did that, or I would have did this, or he shouldn't have did that. Or, you know, like, what would you do in that situation? What we were trying to put the audience in. You mentioned Julio Trinidad, uh, your your collaborator. He he also plays the driver in yeah. in the in the play. Um, was that always a, a given that he would play the, that part? Or uh, yeah, we had um, Julio and I have worked together. I wrote a play called La Cura, um, a Spanish language play uh, that showed in Key West and a few other places. And he was one of the lead actors. You know, he came down from New York to do it, and we just hit it off. We have a very similar sensibilities mm-hmm. and uh, since that time we worked on multiple uh, film projects together a few other plays so when we came up with this it was always with him playing the driver you know that was always going to be that from the get-go and hopefully if, if we get it if it goes up somewhere else he'll still be the driver that's the goal yeah he adds so much to it and i guess it's it's the the, the part of creating the role as well not just uh, say on paper um yeah He's creating it on stage, and, and as you're reading it, um, it goes back and forth, doesn't it? I mean, each experience informs the other, whether you're playing the part or creating the part. Um, it becomes yeah, he, he definitely, yeah, he definitely is fully entrenched in that character. I mean, he knows it inside out. He knows every permeation of the character, every backstory, every nuance. So as an actor, it's a great place, I think, for him to come from. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, at the same time, you know, there's this great conflict between the two of them as they're sitting there. Um, they're, they're navigating these stereotypes that they have or assumptions that they have about each other, whether it be race or age or generation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I couldn't help but think that, that, that as they're sitting there in this, in this extremely difficult situation, um, at the heart of it, they want to understand each other, don't they? They do. They do. And I think... They want, you know, especially the mechanic in the first part, wants to really understand the driver 
so he could leverage that to get out of the situation. Mm. You know, if he could figure out where the driver's coming from, yeah, he might be able to pull himself out of this. And then when you get that reveal, it flips, and then all of a sudden, McCann like the driver. I can't let the driver leave because now I have to know why he's here. Yeah, you know, it, it goes from a need to escape to a need to know this crucial piece of information. So they kind of, you know, it's like, especially in the first few scenes, they're circling each other, you know, and they're switching from prey to predator, prey to predator, uh, as far as what each actor is playing. And then it kind of flips in, in the back half where now it's the driver who's trying to find an angle with the mechanic, some piece of knowledge or common ground that could be the bridge between them, you know, to potentially rectify the situation. Yeah, it's one of those things that you're sitting there and then you see this, what unfolds as, as, as the play begins, and you think, well, why doesn't just one of them get up and get out? But they can't. Yeah. They're, they're so drawn to each other, and, and it, it's yeah. a mar- you, you, you described it as circling each other. It's, it's like a dance, isn't it? And, um, it is. And, and one's leading the other, and then, as, as you say, it flips. It, it's, it's, such a, um, it's such an exciting thing to, to watch because you you uh you wonder what's going to happen and, and um you know a lot happens even before yeah. we, we get to yeah, where we need yeah. to get to yeah a lot a lot of happened before for sure and uh that one question why don't one of them just leave that was one of our toughest questions to answer yeah and that's where the storm came from you yeah. know some way and you know in the script you know, obviously we shot this for, for streaming, um, you know, over the course of a few days, that we, in an, in an, in an, and in an actual working garage in Corona, Queens, mm-hmm. you know, our SFX, our FX was limited, you know, because we we're bringing lights into the space and we're rigging up, we brought a little sound system in. But in actual script, the storm is much more violent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's much bigger with sound effects and lighting. It's, it's a much more imposing force. Over the whole proceedings, yeah, um, and you see that I guess really in the, laid up to being trapped. You see that in the streaming, as, as opposed to say, if you were in that garage, right? Right. Yeah. 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 If you were, um, yeah, we, we try to add as much as we could, you know, in the practical element. Uh-huh. But um, you know, if we put up on a stage, we would definitely heighten up the storm aspects, you know, to really feel like they can't leave. You know, there's there's no choice. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to ride this out. What came first for you? Was it was it the characters? Was it the the the, the story? I mean, sometimes it was, uh, the situation. The situation, yeah. The situation of these uh, two fathers put in an impossible situation. You know, um, it's, it's basically not to get away too much. You know, the driver shows up, and when yeah. he shows up, he he shoots the mechanic, and then from there, you find out the why and and how that reveals itself. And the, the other thing about watching the stream, and I've, I've watched it twice now, um, uh, because you do film it in front of an audience, um, the, the theatrical experience for those of us at home, it's there because the the uh, uh, the audience does add something to it. Uh, yeah. And and that's the the um, that's the exciting part about theater that I think a lot of us missed over the last couple of years was being sharing the experience with with other people. Yeah, when we we went, you know, when uh, I'm, a, I'm an artist, who is the Key West, which was a producing organization, piece, 
And um, when they talked about doing it for streaming, you know, we decided to actually shoot it, you know, in a working garage in Corona, Queens. Um, and the audience was filled with people that never had a chance to see theater before. Mm. So it was a very, it was a very local audience. And a lot, most of them, this was their first exposure to live theater. And uh, that was fantastic. You know, as you know, not only as an audience member, do you feed off of that, but as a performer, it, it changes your performance having an audience there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a reciprocal thing between the audience and an actor, this back and forth. And, you know, so that's how we, we tackled the shooting. And then for the shooting, you know, normally most uh, plays are staged, you know, very static, three cameras, uh-huh. kind of sitcom shot. You know, we decided, I decided I wanted to go much more handheld and much more visceral and organic. So it kind of feels like you're almost watching the film. Yeah. And then at the end, every once in a while you hear the audience, and then you see the audience again, and then you realize, oh, no, this was actually filmed in front of people you know this this had a lot of audience for the whole thing yeah that's why i wanted to see the the the, uh, the piece uh, a second time was because i wanted to see um how you all decided where you would place cameras at certain uh, parts of the the the, the piece um yeah. because it isn't like as you, as you just said it's not like the, these sort of theatrical pieces that we see um with cameras in specific places it it really is a um it is a play, and it is a, a film at the same time, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, and that was the goal, to try to, to make a hybrid between the two. You know, as far as camera placement, <clears throat> it was a little different because we took about 10 minutes between scenes to reset camera. Mm. So there was that. So the audience had to deal with that a little bit. Um, and we shot it three times with five cameras, so we had a lot of cameras running on the actors. And all the cameramen were handheld, and the audience knew that occasionally you may see a cameraman in the playing field, you know, on right. the stage. But not to a point of distraction. Yeah. So, you know, we had, each time we shot it, you know, I had all the storyboards. All right, this time we're going to focus on close-ups, um, two shots. And I really gave the cameraman, and I was one of the, the cameramen myself, you know, the latitude to be, you know, follow your gut, you know, when you're seeing this. Um, follow the emotion and... and, and you know, I had great cameramen, so it worked out. You know, yeah. we tried cutting to the audience a few times uh-huh. during the edit, but it was always weird. To you know, there's such an intense piece, and then all of a sudden you cut to an audience member. <laughs> you see people, yeah, it, 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 yeah. It's like, wait a minute, who, who the hell is that? You know, so that, that, that didn't work. Yeah, we tried, uh, but yeah. What was it? What was it like working in an actual garage? It was. <laughs> it was crazy. It was. The owner, Luca, was a Dominican garage, and they were fantastic, but they didn't really understand theater. Uh-huh. So, you know, we'd get there to rehearse. There'd be a bunch of uh, mechanics painting in the background, drinking beers, and we're like, yeah, we're here for the play. And they'd be like, okay, go ahead. And they just sit there and watch us. <laughs> Still working. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they were filled with pigeons roosting in the rafters. There were like three dogs that lived in the garage. It was, um, it was it was it was fantastic. I got to say, it, it was one of the more unique shooting experiences I had. You know, at times it yeah. was challenging, but uh-huh. it was couldn't get more authentic than that place. You're all working, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> um, what came first for you, uh, Michael? Was it was it writing or, or performing? Uh, I've never acted. Oh, you've never, never have? Before. No. No, 
Nope. So uh, the writing came first, and uh, I've done film for many years, and um, you know I've made a living as a professional photographer. Uh-huh. So the visuals have always been there. And uh, theater actually came to me a little bit later in life compared to uh, photography or film. You know, I've probably been doing theater uh, going on like 12 years now, 12, 13 years. Yeah, it just seems you know, to me like after seeing this play that you've been doing it such a long time and, and, and um, that, that it was, say, the, the first thing that you, you, you always wanted to do because it's such a, a solid piece, too, um, that uh, uh, I, I think you've been doing it your whole life, if you will, you know? Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I mean, there is a lot of overlap, you know, between photography and film especially. Yeah. And bringing into this hybrid set over, you know, with, with how to shoot it, how to make it feel more like a film. And, and obviously directing actors is a little bit different between film and theater. And uh, that was a little bit of a challenge for this. You know, I tend, I tend to skew, I, tend, I directed the performances more towards the filmic for this as opposed to the theatrical. Uh-huh. Especially since the audience was so close to them, you know. Yeah. They, they, could, go, they could go more subtle. I, I guess I just assumed you were a performer because you 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 so captured these characters and 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 in terms of, of showing us these characters in in the in the in the stream that um, I guess I just assumed that you'd had some um, uh, such familiarity with with performing that, that you were able to to, to uh, write and 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 um, show us you know produce this piece. Um, you know, so keenly aware of what it's like to be a performer, I guess. Well, yeah, you know, I ran a theater in uh, Key West for about 10 years, so I've, you know, been involved in, you know, got at least a part about 50, 60, 70 productions. Uh-huh. Um, so that that does uh, breed a familiarity, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy, I don't like to get on stage, I don't like public speaking. You know, it's, uh, a lot of people have thought I've performed before, but no, <laughs> I'll leave that to Julio and, and the rest of them. Yeah. What's it like, though, when, when, when your play is performed by an audience and received as it is, uh, you know, the applause and uh, hopefully standing ovation night after night? Um, is that, is that um, do you enjoy that part of it, say? I, I do, I do. And I'm definitely also the guy that, you know, when the, at least the first night, uh-huh. that I want to be out in the lobby, you know, drinking a bourbon, pacing around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a lot because you're putting yourself out there. You know? Yeah, you also be responsible for it, and now you have 150 people, 200 people sitting there watching your work, and it's you know you're just sweating and you're nervous and your blood pressure's up, and it's um. But then if the, the the reaction comes back good, which so far it has, knock on wood. Um, yeah, then then the other performances, you know, you tend to relax into, but. That first one, Julio's the same way. You know, he don't yeah. like watching himself. He's uh, we both would rather be in the lobby pacing around. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations, Michael, on, on a very fine piece. Uh, we'll encourage people to uh, uh, watch the stream, and they can they can see that uh, wherever they are in, in both the United States and in Canada. I so appreciate your time today. Congratulations again. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was a great conversation. The website for more is at mikemarrero.com. And, of course, uh, the studios of Key West can be found at tskw.org. The website to uh, view, repair, or to subscribe to the whole season of uh, uh, productions 
uh, is at vimeo.com slash on-demand slash studio works. Michael Marrero, join me on the line from Key West, Florida, in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Planta.